Welcome back to the Jennifer Hammond Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Jennifer Hammond. And as you know, I'm always interested, especially this Thanksgiving holiday we just had, This is a time to really think about your money and your neighborhoods. And I say money and neighborhoods because buying a home is so important. But as we always want to contribute to our neighborhoods, what are you grateful for? What are you giving thanks for this weekend? This is a time when so many are watching football and spending time with family and friends and hopefully volunteering in your neighborhood and finding out how we can make our neighborhoods better. And it came to mind when I was thinking about that, one of my favorite guests, Tom Scardia, he is a certified franchise expert. And I love his story and how it changed his life, learning how to, you know, you. I love franchises because to me, they're like training wheels for a business that you have all of this stuff figured out for you and you can become a business owner too in your neighborhood and it really makes our neighbors our neighborhood so much better in so many ways so i am not going to steal your thunder tom welcome to the show hey jennifer great to be here again I love having you on this show. So obviously, probably people can tell from your accent. You are from New York, and I love your story. I, I would love for you to share just a little bit about your story, because I think knowing how you kind of you went from rags to riches, and it's a great story because I, I really believe it will insta- inspire people to, to understand. And then we're going to move into educating them on the how. But will you tell a little bit about your inspiring story? Absolutely, and, and I appreciate you bringing it up. And um and I'm really grateful for, you know, the entrepreneurism in, in the United States and how uh, franchising really contributes to that. And the fact of, that people, and we'll talk about this later, of course, but when you open up a franchise in your neighborhood, you're creating at least 10 jobs, sometimes a lot more than that, right in your community that acts as a tax base. Exactly. So that is, um, and we'll, we'll get deeper into that in a minute, but. You know, I am born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I live on Long Island now, and uh, you can hear that in my voice. But I used to be a subway conductor. I was working for the New York City subway system for 13 years, and so one thir- day an old timer. So for 13 years, so in 13 years, you were in the tunnels of the New York subways. <laughs> In the belly of the beast. In the belly of the beast for 13 years. I want I, the reason I stop you there is because 13 years doing that job. I mean, I think it, it. You know, as much as I know you liked your job, it's interesting because so often people continue to do a job and they continue to do it and they don't really think about, hey, what can I do different to take the next step? Or as you said, have the American dream of owning your own business, becoming an entrepreneur, changing neighborhoods. So often we just get stuck in that rut and. Thanksgiving, you know, and then Christmas around the corner, too. And I think about, okay, now we have the New Year's resolutions. What is one of your your resolutions? So go ahead and tell us this story about one day somebody came to you and they asked you about the shirt on your back, right? Right. (laughs) Right. It was it's such a crazy story how this happened. But I was really down and and not happy that I was working a Sunday evening. And uh, an old timer said to me, kid, don't worry about it. This is a great job because you'll always have a shirt on your back. It'll never be a silk shirt, but you'll always have a shirt. Right. And I thought about that, and I said, man, that sounds like mediocrity to me. And, you know, I'm working Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and does it, you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. That's my, my days off. 
and, and so it doesn't get any better. And I looked at my bosses, and they were living prison sentences. Wow. They would be like, hey, I got six years and three months left, you know, and, until they collect their pension. Wow. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I don't think I could do this for 30 years. And I decided in that moment I'm going to be a business owner, but I didn't know how because I was just a subway guy. I had no real education. My dad was a police officer. I didn't have money. And I realized after a lot of reading and a lot of seminars, a franchise is a business with training wheels, as you said, and that's what I need. I needed that somebody to hold my hand and show me the ropes and help me to do everything there is to do A to Z to open a business and run it successfully. Uh, and that's and that's what we did. We jumped into a smoothie franchise back then in, in 2000. And you also, just to conclude that story so that people know, so you did the, the smoothie franchise, but you ended up making it to the point where you made enough money from making that franchise business successful. Will you tell a little bit about that part of the story? So, yeah, so the highlights are that I, I ended up with three really great locations in New York and Long Island. And within five years of buying that franchise, I was blessed enough to be able to sell it and I semi-retired at 41 years old, which is really, truly the American dream. Um, and I don't say that to impress people, but it's really, I did it. And if I could do it, anybody could do it. I'm just a guy, just a regular guy. And mm-hmm. what's really interesting, Jennifer, is I was cocky, right? So I just sold this business, and I'm high on the clouds. And, you know, I said, hey, we're going to buy a second franchise. And we bought um, a food franchise. And it was a different kind of concept where you make meals following our recipes in our store and bring them home and then cook them on days when you're busy. And everybody thought it was like the greatest thing ever, and, and we did too. But in 19 months, we're out of business, and I lost all my, almost my entire life savings Ooh. in 19 months in that endeavor. But that's what made me a franchise expert, and I realized, you know, it, it was great on the first one, you know, making all, all the money and everything, but... Losing it was humbling, and now I'm able to, you know, for the past now 15 years, I share with people what not to do when you're buying a franchise. That's my mission is to help people not buy the wrong thing. And I've been at it for 15 years. And I think it's so great. And you, and that's the part that I really wanted to share is, number one, you're extremely successful. And that's great. But a lot of times when we're successful, we don't know why. You know, we, we've done a lot of things and it all seems like everything lined up. But when you fail, boy, do you learn why. And yeah. you also learn what worked and what didn't work. And I think that that's, and that's part of the reason I always love to have you on the show is because so often, again, we can change a neighborhood by putting a business in there. And so often that franchise business is something that, like, I love to support the mom and pop um, kind of unique coffee shops and local shops. And yeah. it's funny because even in Old Town Alexandria, um, coming up in, in very soon, they're doing a really special where all the small time shops, all the tiny little business owners are doing a day where they're saying, hey, you know, come out and do your Christmas shopping in our small shops. It's so important to support the small business owners. But they are also supporting the small franchise owners because, you know, whether it's a little bitty subway shop or whatever, there are so many different choices. And they are, like you just said, and I think it's important to to say again, is when you open up a business and even a franchise, and I say even because sometimes people 
dismiss the power of a franchise. And yet the power of a franchise is that when I go to a certain town and if I don't know the other three, I'm going to go to the one that I know because that one I know is consistent on, you know, the quality of the food and different things are usually consistent because, again, it's a franchise. So we talk a little bit about how does it change a neighborhood by becoming a franchise owner? Uh, so, and you make a great point about it, and, and I'm, I just kind of want to hop on that point. When you open up a franchise, or, or a lot of times you hear people say, oh, we don't want these chains in our neighborhood. We want to support the mom and pop. The funny thing is, and the misnomer, the thing that people don't understand is that the local franchise is owned by your neighbor. It's, it's right. the guy down the block who chose to go in a different path. And all it really is doing is giving you a brand name and a, and a system to follow instead of starting from scratch and trying to figure out how, how to do it. So when you open up that franchise, they, they say, you know, first of all, there's right at this moment 733,000 franchise units across the country. And one in every seven businesses in your neighborhood is a franchise, whether you realize it or not. Sometimes you don't, don't even realize it. Maybe the, the men and women who might come and clean your home, that could be a franchise. Right. Uh, the, yep. gym, the gym you go to, that could be a franchise. The coffee shop could be a franchise, and you may not even really know it because it's well, and I'm going to interrupt just a second, Tom. One of the things that I think is so important also is, and I know you have this on your website too, four, more than 4,000 franchise concepts. So when you think about that, you might only think about a McDonald's or you know one of these chain restaurants, but there are over 4,000. Like you just said, they could be the cleaning company. They could be all sorts of things. And looking at those franchises, it might be... The, the training wheels that you need to start a business in your neighborhood when you've always wanted to do this, if this has been your dream to do, 4,000 different kinds? I mean, that's that's pretty phenomenal, right? It, it really is. It's almost everything that you do in your day, possibly. I, you know, you, could wait, you wake up in the morning and you have coffee. Well, you, that's a, that could be a franchise. You go to the gym, that could be a franchise. You need your taxes done, that's a franchise. You need to um, go, you know, get your post, uh, your package delivered to your to your aunt across the country. UPS is a franchise. You know, it's like on and on and on and on and on. And throughout your whole entire day, you know, it's a franchise. So the the thing is, is you have to, you know, what I help my clients do is figure out really where their strengths are and where their weaknesses are in regard to um, business ownership or even in in their career. And then we find a business that takes advantage of their skill set and then fills in where they lack the skills. Right. Uh, and so, so what I mean by that is, is like if you're just not good at sales or you never done sales, then we find a franchise that does all the sales for you right. and you're managing people because that might be your forte. Right. And that's something that I think is such so special. And Tom, one of the reasons I love having you back is because you've been on the show before and then we've had people who have worked with you. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about you actually will work with someone one on one and go over. <laughs> I know you won't go over 4000, but you're going to go over a whole bunch of different concepts and different industries that they could look at and and really take a look at what is a good franchise for them. Will you talk a little bit about what is that process that you go through with somebody who's considering getting into the franchise business. Absolutely. And, and before I forget, I just want to say that, as I said last, last time I was on the show, anyone that would like a free copy of my book, anyone who's listening, could just email me and I'll send them a copy of my book. I just 
because your listeners are so phenomenal and they do reach out to me. Yay! Um, you got some of the best people. I got to tell you, I, I, maybe we should talk about this offline another time, but I get so many emails from your listeners that hear the interview that we did you know, a year ago, I guess. People still reach out to me. Anyway, free book, just email me at Tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. So Tom um, at thefranchiseacademy.com, right? Absolutely. And just say, you know, I heard you on Jennifer's show. And, and give me your street address and send you a real copy, not not a downloadable copy. I send you a real book in the mail. And, and I would love to do that. So and, and just tell them real quick what that book, what are, what are the things that they're going to get in that book? In a real book, you're going to so, mail them. What are they going to get in the book? Yeah, so the book is called Franchise Savvy. The six strategies that pros use to pick a top performing franchise. And so what this is is really busting some myths around franchising like you need a million dollars, and you really don't. Um, matter of fact, if, if you're a veteran, um, we could get you all sorts of discounts. By the way, I know you're big with the veterans, and so absolutely discounts. Um, there's there's a diversity uh, organization within. Uh, franchising, where we're looking for folks um, that are, you know, there was just a study that came out. So some of the largest um, number of buyers are in the African-American community right now in franchising. Yay! And of that, of that subset, it's female. Yes! It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. I it, love it. It was it. such a surprise when I read this report. And, and so there, there's a lot of things. I mean, you, you do need a little bit of capital. You do need some collateral, um, but I can get you loans. That's, you know, all day long, this is what I do. But um, in the book, you'll, you'll get some of those myths busted, but also you'll hear my story so more in-depth about the success and then all the lessons from the failure um, that's in the beginning of the book is, is what I learned uh, in that failure. So um, it's, it's a quick read. You know, I'm, I'm not a... <laughs> I'm not a, a literary genius. It's just my story. <laughs> just a regular guy from Brooklyn. You can hear the accents in, in, in the reading of the book. It's pretty funny. Well, and I think but, that, um, that I mean I think that that's part of what inspires people is to realize that you don't have to be a genius to be able to be successful, and quite frankly, to become a millionaire is you just need to learn again what is the right business for you. And with franchising, again, because there are so many different choices, sometimes it can feel you know I was. It's interesting. One of the, I'll share a quick story. When I was down in St. Croix, I remember we had a hurricane that came through and we barely had anything on the shelves in the grocery stores. And I remember it was like that for, gosh, months. And I remember finally when I got a plane back to the United States and I walked into a huge grocery store in Washington, D.C., it was overwhelming, all the choices. And I think that that also happens with just about anything in life. But with franchises, when you have so many choices as well, and you don't have anybody who helps you, that feeling of being overwhelmed, a lot of times we don't even want to say, hey, I was feeling overwhelmed, and, and so I just didn't make a choice. But I right. think having a coach like you to actually guide them, and you don't, you don't charge people, do you? Do you charge people now? No. No, 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 no. It's always free. Um, I act like a recruiter in a way, or maybe even a real estate agent, which is more in your forte. Um, and I say I help people figure out, number one, if franchising is right for them or not. So they get really unbiased kind of in-your-face <laughs> uh, data about the pros and cons of franchising. And 
they make a decision whether they want to go deeper. If they do want to go deeper, then we talk about really the, the strong franchises and what are the attributes of a strong franchise. And it's not what's the hottest franchise because the hottest franchise typically is here today, gone tomorrow. Right. You want to find something that's going to be here for the long term, something that's, you know, I always used to talk about recession resistant. You got to find something now that's Amazon resistant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a really good phrase. What is Amazon resistant? What is your franchise? Yeah. And it's funny, too, because I'm sure that a lot of other people do this. You go into a store and you look at it and then I go, uh, and I think the sad part is I've looked at things and I look at it and then I look at Amazon to see if it was cheaper on Amazon and then it gets delivered to my right. home and I don't even have to carry yeah, it there. So what is Amazon resistant as a franchise owner? One of the things though also Tom before we run out of time I want to make sure will you talk a little bit because this is one of those demystifying um, things so often people think you need a lot of money will you talk about kind of what is from low to high and the average cost of starting a franchise so you know and that's one of the biggest questions obviously so on the low side you, you need some kind of capital um you're going to need probably on the low side about twenty-five or $30,000 some, somehow, some way to liquidate that. And then on the high side, if you want to buy like a McDonald's, it's about $3 million. Wow. But what yeah. I do typically is around $100,000 for a business that uh, you could build and it would replace the average salary in America right now. So if you're talking so, about 150000 is that all – can that some be – can part of that be financed, like just like a house? Can you put twenty percent down, or is it that you need one hundred and fifty in cash? So it's it's typically one hundred and fifty loan. You need a little bit different thirty percent down as opposed to twenty percent down. Okay. So um, so you you'll need you know somewhere in that thirty you know twenty five thirty depends on the uh, on the uh, business, but on the very low side, that's what you're talking about about twenty five to thirty thousand. Um, and, and some, sometimes you can finance 100% of it if you have a, if you happen to have a, a building or a home that, that um, has enough equity in it. You can actually just do a home equity line of credit and buy the franchise with that. That's how I did my first one. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people do that. that. They use the, the equity in their house and they start a, a business, especially like a franchise. And, Tom, I can't mm-hmm. believe we're almost out of time. So I want to make sure people know about your podcast. And, of course, they can get a free book, an actual real book you will mail to them if they email you. So give us the email address again and tell us about your podcast and your website. Yeah, so it's um, Tom at thefranchiseacademy.com. So the website is the Franchise Academy, and on that website is uh, a link to my podcast. And so uh, once to twice a week, there's a new podcast, and I have a second podcast that I just launched called Franchise Front Runner, which is franchisees in the, in the field that are actually doing it, giving them, giving us their two cents in less than ten minutes on on franchising. Perfect. So, uh, so I want to make sure, and so they know about it's. Um, give us the website one more time. It's thefranchiseacademy.com. Thefranchiseacademy.com. And then Facebook is The Franchise Academy as well. And Twitter is your name, Tom Scardia, right? That's right. S-C-A-R-D-A, And Tom Tom will give you the gift if you're interested. So definitely not only the book, but also give you some advice. So as I say, you know, this is Thanksgiving. Thank you so much, Tom, for sharing. No, it's a blessing. Thank you so much, Jennifer, 
I just love being on your show. I love your fans. I love your listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as I say every week, find a way to make someone else smile and be a blessing in their life. Wishing you happy holidays. Would you share your dollar with me?